Warning, this episode contains adult language, mature situations, demonic spawn, trying to be good, the pressures of sibling rivalry, biblical references, shonen, tropes, sad news, and some intriguing manga releases. Listener discretion is advised. Episode 406, Blue Exorcist. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Spark and Manga Review. I'm your host, Zan, saying konnichiwa, aloha, bonjourno, and what's up? Hope you guys are doing well out there in internet land. Hope you've been having a lot of fun checking out things and keeping yourself occupied during this wonderful year of 2021. It's so weird that it's 2021. It really is. But I'm getting ahead of myself and babbling. So let's actually get to some of this. And if you're joining us for the first time, welcome. Spirekin is some podcast conveying reviews about connectly enhanced narratives. What does that mean? Well, every episode I talk about one or two geeky topics and I tell you the pros and cons about it. And since it's the manga review, obviously we're talking about manga. I tell you how the art style is, the overarching plot, the characters, the production quality of the Tankoban, and most importantly, if it's worth investing your time in or not. You don't have to agree with anything that I, my co-host, did, but we try to be educational, enlightening, exciting, and most importantly, entertaining. You can check out any of our earlier episodes at www.spirakn.com. That's spirakn.com. We're also on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, Stitcher, Twitter, um, Google Play Store, iTunes, and various other social media sites. Just type in S-P-I-R-A-K-N. I guarantee you find us one way or the other. We also have a YouTube channel, which we have some really cool videos going up on there. And feel free to check them out. Remember to like and subscribe. And if you have any questions or comments, you can email me personally at Zan, that's X-A-N, at S-P-I-R-A-K-N, Spirekin.com. Or you can tweet me at Spirekin on Twitter. So with that oh also remember to check out our discord at tinyurl.com forward slash spira discord s-p-i-r-a-d-i-s-c-r-d where you can recommend new manga for me to review so let's actually get to it shall we because we've got some big news and one of them is so big i'm actually gonna be doing another podcast where we talk about it so let's get to that first so super sad news folks officially it has been announced by Anime Boston, that their 2020 event for April 2nd through 4th has been canceled. This really sucks. It's one of my favorite conventions. I've been doing it for years. I love the convention since I now live in Massachusetts. It's my home con, so this is really tragic. Uh, We're actually going to be covering the nitty-gritty about this and what's going on in a State of the Conventions podcast for the Spark and Con Report, but just to fill you in. Uh, according to an email from the organizers, the ban for March 2020 that Massachusetts Governor Charlie Baker announced banning gatherings of more than 250 people is still in effect, and there's no end date in sight, so that means that they can't hold the convention, unfortunately. It's not feasibly possible to postpone the convention later, and to host a viral event is a lot of additional work, which it's not working. So we're going to go more into this in that convention report which is coming out this week but it's a real shame because i always look forward to anime boss and it's a lot of fun and i think it's the first convention i took greta to i'm not entirely no no it's not but it's one of the first out-of-state conventions i took her to and it's a good memory so i can't wait for anime boss in 2022 that's going to be may 27th through may 29th that means we're going to have easter late next year well but that's the news for that. And in some more sad news, uh, this is not manga related, this is actually anime related. The Seiyu 
or voice actor Shuichiro Moriyama, who was the voice actor for Porco Rosso for Studio Ghibli's Porco Rosso. He was the old partisan from Adu Galaxy Express 3.9. He was Saika Hyobo in Ninja Scroll, and he was the dub voice for Kojak in the Japanese dub, has passed away. Um, he passed away due to pneumonia in a Saitama Prefecture Hospital on February 8th at 9.10 p.m. He was 86th years old, and our condolences go out to his family. It's a shame. It really is. So... Let's try to upbeat things a little bit. Let's get to some licensing news. And all of this is surprisingly the big group that's releasing stuff this week is Seven Seas Entertainment. And they have a lot of stuff this week. Um, first off, the one I'm most excited for is they have licensed Misaki Takamatsu's Skip and Loafer or Skip to Loafer, which we reviewed in episode 365 of the podcast. I'm really excited. This is a really cool manga. And if you don't remember or haven't listened to that episode yet, let me tell you the basic premise. Uh, there's a really good student named Iwakura Mitsumi who has always dreamed about leaving her small town, going to a prestigious university, and then making a positive change in the world. But she's so focused on reaching this goal, she doesn't work on her tact, and she's still very naive. So she has a major culture shock when this city, this country girl goes to the big city, which is overwhelming for her. Luckily, she makes a friend named Shima Sosuke, a handsome classmate who's as laid back as she is overprepared. And can this naive country girl make it big in Tokyo with Sosuke by her side? Well, you'd have to wait and see. I'm really excited for this one. Um, they've also released Kazuki Funatsu's Sondome Milky Way manga. Now, this story is described as Sakura Yoshitaka works hard at his corporate job and has very little time to himself. When driving home from his grandma's birthday party he sees a ufo and crashes his car a horrifying alien approaches the wreckage and he promptly passes out yet when he awakens in his apartment he finds a beautiful half-naked woman sleeping next to him his mysterious savior is none other than the alien who caused his accident she's come to earth to seduce a human man for the purpose of having a baby only whenever he touches her she gets so embarrassed that she transforms back into her terrifying alien form What's Yoshitaka to do about this sexy alien stuck in his apartment? And how is she supposed to have a baby if she can't even kiss someone without losing control? This one is very womp womp, but it's going to be kind of clever and classic. So, they've also licensed Shinichi Matsui's Mezamatera Saikyo Sobe to Uchisan Mochi Date no De Itodake Misashita Yoshi Toshita Jishi ni Ikitai, or Reborn as a mercenary i woke up piloting the strongest ship and as you guess this manga is an isekai yay isekais um the premise for this one is that sato takahiro was an ordinary office worker and hobbyist gamer until the day he woke up on a spaceship one that strangely resembles a craft from a favorite space shooter game with a decked out ship a crew full of babes and a fantastic universe to explore he's gonna make the most out of his good luck and create the life he's always dreamed of this one's kind of cool because it's not the typical i'm gonna be in a fantasy world and kick butt it's he's on a spaceship so that's really cool um anyway they've also licensed matsura aiki and tozai's assassin de aru ore no status ga yosha yori Mo Akiyuraka ni Sukio no Daiga, or My Status as an Assassin obviously exceeds the hero's light novels. Now, this is about a 
Typical class gets summoned to another world, and our main character, Akira, are awarded fantastic powers. But while one of them is lucky enough to become a true hero, Akira becomes a mere assassin. However, against all odds, the assassin just might be the most powerful role of all. Harboring doubts about the intentions of the king, Akira uses newfound strength as a master of the shadows to uncover the secrets and conspiracies of the crown. A lot of political intrigue in this series that could be really cool or really crappy, because this one, eh. So, next uh, license that Seven Seas Entertainment has is The Masterful Cat is Depressed Again Today by Hetsuji Yamada. And this series is described as, When Saku took in a stray black cat, she never expected that he would become the equivalent of a housekeeping life partner. But Yukichi, a giant cat who towers over Saku, is not your ordinary feline. He takes great pride in his culinary skills, and good sale at the marketplace always gets his whiskers twitching. Saku may not have her act together yet, but at least she has Yukichi. This sounds like a more relationshipy version of Neko Ramen, which we reviewed all the way back in like 110 of the in the hundred tens of the podcast. This is very different. I'm pretty sure that Yukichi is actually gonna speak, and this one perks my interest. The next license they have, on the other hand, does not perk my interest because it's another Isekai! Yay! This one is Yazin and Takahito Kobayashi's Yajin Tensei, or Karate Survivor in Another World, the manga. When 34-year-old Jizaki Hitoshi is hit by a truck, he is sent to a fantasy world by a dismissive god and dropped into a harsh environment without even the clothes on his back. His only salvation is a newly granted karate skill and his general survival instincts. Luckily, Hitoshi is up for the challenge. He'll weave clothes out of tree bark, test fruit for poisons, and crawl through mud to test his kick and punches against goblins and other creatures. No matter how much he levels up in this world, he still longs to find humans to share his solitude. An engrossing fantasy that pits karate technique against sword and sorcery in another world. This one seems very survivalist and could do something different. Not sure, though. Now we have one more license, which is actually, no, two more licenses. Um, Toru's Yushani Haboyokashita Maosama wa Kerezaki Temai Mamamo Guild wo Sukuramoto ni Shimashita, or Monster Guild, The Dark Lord's No Good Comeback. And this is a manga series where it's hard to defeat a mighty hero when he keeps coming back to life. In fact, it's impossible. The Dark Lord, stuck in a loop of battling a good guy who won't stay dead, finally loses the fight and meets his own end. Or so it would seem. The Dark Lord saved himself by putting his soul into an empty vessel, and now he's about to stage his own comeback. He may be weak now, but along with his newly formed fellowship of misfits, a slime, an orc, and a freak and a dark elf, he's convinced he can rebuild his evil empire, one stumbling step at a time. This one seems cool, because this is the... He's going to get his comeback, and even though he has a whole crux, it's the bad guy slowly rebuilding his empire from nothing. And if it's a comedy series, I think this will be a lot of fun. Not sure, though. Finally, the last license is Nikoku and Hirasha Yo's Fushia no Deshi, Jasen no Fukyo wo Kate Naraku ni Otesareta Ore no Ikutan, or Disciple of the Lich, or How I Was Cursed by the Gods and Dropped into the Abyss. This is an ordinary teenager is transported to a fantasy world, accidentally getting on the bad side of the gods, and is dumped at the bottom of the world's deepest dungeon with no skills or magic. Oh no. 
Once there, he meets a mysterious girl who happens to be undead, but despite her general dislike of humans, she decides to help him out. Can the two of them make it back to the surface? They just might make a more powerful combo than anyone was expecting. Bum, bum, bum. So, romance series mixed with Aferetta. So, out of these licenses, the one that perks my interest the most, is, besides Skip to Loafer, is going to be Sandome's Milky Way manga and uh, Reborn as a Space Mercenary. Those are the two... The three that... Oh, and the Masterful Cat. So four of those make me interested. The other ones, I'll give them a chance. We'll see. But Sundome Milky Way will be released under the Ghost Ship Adult imprint. and will be available digitally and physically in August of 2021. Reborn as a Space Mercenary and Skip and Loafer will be released digitally and in print in August 2021. My Status as an Assassin will publish as part of uh, Seven Seas Entertainment's Airship Light Novel print in August and be available earlier on digital platforms. Karate Survivor, Masterful Cat, and Monster Guild manga titles will release the first volume digitally and be in print September 2021. And Disciples of the Lich will also be released under Airship Light novel print in September and will be available digitally later. So those are the licensed news for the day. So now let's actually get to some of the general news and this is going to be quick and easy. On March 3rd, Hiromu Shimozoku and Tomoko Nishimura will both launch new manga in Shokokuken's Chao magazine. Shin- Shinozuka's manga is titled Ponpoko Robot Out and Sue. Centers on Saki, a girl who receives two robots currently in development named Otto and Sue from her sister who works in a robotics facility. Psyche works to make the two useless robots into something productive. Sounds cute and whimsical. Nishimura's manga is titled Raria. Densetsu no Kasifu, The Legendary Maid. It focuses on the particular Maria, uh, who has excellent intelligence, housekeeping, and combat skills, and her latest client is a lonely girl who lives in a remote location. On February 17th, the long-untitled Koji Sao, the creator of A Town Where You Live manga, will be launched in Kodansha's weekly shonen magazine. And we've been hinting at this for weeks, and we finally have a title and a new illustration for this work. The title is going to be Magami no Cafe Terrace, or The Cafe Terrace of the Goddesses. The romantic com- comedy manga with too many heroines will center on an old seaside cafe. The manga is going to have a color opening page and will feature on the issue's front cover for Weekly Shonen Magazine. This one has been long awaited. We'll see how it goes. On the 15th of February, Takahide Totsuno will draw a new one-shot manga titled Dum Dum in Shuisa's Young Jump magazine. The story will center on monster hunting high school girls. Typical. Uh, Today, on February 10th, Shuisha's Manga Plus website added the first three chapters of Shiguri Takeda's Sekimen Shinaide Sekimei-san, or Don't Blush Sekimei-san. And this manga is described as, His girlfriend is super popular, but he's the only one who sees her turn bright red. A rom-com about a boy and his over-embarrassed girlfriend. Bum-bum-bum. Could be sweet, could be terrible. On f- Sunday, the 7th of February, Viz Media and Manga Plus published the first chapter of Kenta Shinohara's Witch Watch manga. It's going to release every Sunday and is described as the story of Morihito, a boy with the strength of an ogre, who's about to start living together with his childhood friend Nico, who is trained to be a witch. Nico's magic leads to all sorts of unpredictable trouble, and with two teens under one roof, let the fantastic antics begin. This magical comedy series by Kenta Shinohara, the creator of Skeet Dance, and Astro Lost in Space is definitely going to be a unique story to see. 
Uh, last bit of news on January 30th, webcomics Gamma Manga website, which belongs to Takishobo, began publishing Kazan's Strange Moon manga. Now, this weird, strange monster action manga follows the members of the Metropolitan Police Department's Special Crimes Countermeasures Public Safety Division's S-Section, which investigates crimes impossible to explain with science and with links to mysterious creatures. If you like procedural series and you like horror manga, this is the one for you. This takes a lot of twists, and supposedly it's not too gory, so worth checking out. And so that is the news for the day. And that, with that in mind, let's actually get to the reason why I do this podcast, why I've been doing it for so long. The manga review! Yay. So if you remember from the last episode, I spun that one, that only, The Wheel of Manga. And it dictated to be there reviewing a manga that was written by Kazue Kaito and published by Shuisha, but brought over here by Viz Media. Guess what magazine was released in? That's right, Weekly Shonen Jump. It's a Shonen Jump title. So this is written for kids. Uh, originally came out in 2009 to present. It is a shonen series, which is uh, Adventure Dark Fantasy with 26 volumes. And the official name for this is Aoi no Ekososisto, or as we have it released over here, Blue Exorcist. Now, this series is kind of cool for various reasons for the premise, but let's kind of get into the situation. So, Kazuhi Kaito was inspired to make this manga based off of the 2005 film The Brothers Grimm, which is a story of the Brothers Grimm as they fight monsters. And the concept of two brothers fighting against darkness intrigued him, and he decided to twist it to be about demons and exorcists. And also because he studied some biblical stuff, he decided to throw a bunch of biblical references into this series. And what has come out is the story of Rin Okumura who, along with his younger twin brother, Yukio Okamura, were raised by Father Shiro Fujimoto, who is an exorcist. But that's not important to Rin. Rin's whole thing is that he is just trying to survive and do good. He is a, he's pretty clumsy, he's really strong, and things aren't working out that well for him. Meanwhile, his younger twin, Yukio, is doing really well for himself. He's actually going to be at a really prestigious school, the True Cross School, where he's going to be doing well. And Rin is trying to support him and just be like a good big brother, even though things don't work out for him. He's constantly getting kicked out of jobs that he applies for. No one wants to hire him. People bully him, think he's, they call him a demon, even though he doesn't know why, because he looks like a normal kid. Until one day, some kids that were bullying some animals that he saw end up getting into a fight with him, and he discovers that one of them, who looks kind of weird and has weird bubbles around him, is actually a demon. And the demon realizes that, hey, Rin is a demon. More importantly, Rin is the son of Satan. And, yeah. He's, uh... <laughs> him and his brother are the twin sons of Satan, and Father Shiro Fukumoto has been protecting them. Turns out that all of the cool powers, not cool powers, all of the powers of the demons have gone into Rin. So he has their strength, their firepower, all that. Meanwhile, Yukio is a normal human being. And after a large fight and unleashing a sword of power, now Rin is officially a demon and he has fangs, pointed ears, and a tail and he ignites into blue flame whenever he's really mad or his sword is unsheathed. 
Also, their dad, who loved them, protected him and sacrificed himself to save him from his act, their actual father. So now, what is Rin going to do? Well, cut into everyone's favorite uh, president of an academy, this guy named Mephisto, shows up. And he says, hey, listen, I'm a friend of your father's. So I'm going to have you enroll at the prestigious True Cross Academy, which is not just a super cool high school. It's also a exorcist cram school. Dun, dun, dun. So he is going to be at this school and study to become an exorcist in order to become stronger to avenge his adopted father and be a good person. That's what he wants to do. And... It turns out when he goes into his cram class, who is the teacher of his class? His younger brother, who treats him like garbage. So now what's going to happen is Rin Rin has to hide his identity as a demon while dealing with the fact that his younger brother treats him like shit. His classmates are all crazy, and there's lots of insanity. Uh, And this is Rin's journey to become an exorcist and make friends, and deal with everything going on. Now, the cool thing is that in this universe, they explain that um, there are two realms that exist. One of them is called Asai, which is the human realm, and there is the demonic realm known as Gehenna. Now, cool fact about this, that this mirror image of each other, that there's two sides, these both were taken from actual texts from... The Bible, well, one version of the Bible, because there's multiple versions, and also the Kabbalah. So, uh, Asai, which is supposed to be the human realm, is the last of the four spiritual worlds of the Kabbalah. and is the region where the Ophanim rule. Now, Ophanim are supposedly like senior angels. Um, it kind of splits it up into that there's multiple types of angels. There's a seraphim, and the, but I'm not going to get into that. But pretty much in this world... They promote hearing of prayers, support human endeavors, and combat evil. So this is, if you think about it as heaven as heaven as a company, this is customer support. They fight demons and they hear prayers. And that's what Asai does. And that works really well with it being the exorcists are the ones who have to hear the prayers and fix things that are going on because Gehenna is causing the problems. Now Gehenna, on the other hand, in the in the in religious undertones, is the world of demons, which is ruled by Satan. Uh, but also Gehenna, was, or the Valley of Hinnom, was thought to be a small valley in, in Jerusalem that was deemed to be cursed. And it's considered a destination of the wicked. It's not hell. Don't get me wrong, it's not like the underworld, it's not the afterlife, but it's kind of sort of a purgatory, where one is judged on their misdeeds, or their life's good deeds. This is where they're judged and where they become fully aware of their shortcomings and negative actions during one's life. Now, if you look at the Kabbalah, they say it's a waiting room entryway for all souls. So, it's kind of intriguing to see how this goes. How they see the, the demon world is essentially based on this world where it's like, this is where you're judged for it. But anyway, it's just a cool little splurb that's interesting about the usage of the verbiage. But... And this, it's just, there's two words, there's no contact between the two worlds, except that demons are able to go from Gehenna to Ashia through possession, or if they're already on our side. So, Rin is kind of an interesting situation that they want him on their side, because he's stuck on the other side of the door, and he can mess around, but he doesn't want to do that, because he's a good person. He's an asshole, but he's a good person, like most shonen main characters. Now... 
the exorcists who are trained to destroy demons are very unique. There's hundreds of branches around the world. They're secretly under the the rule of the Vatican. And there are lots of very intriguing characters that are introduced. Now, the first volume of this, which you can get a hold of, covers the initial story, which is Rin discovering that he's a demon, Rin's uh, step, his adoptive father getting possessed by his dad, and then there's a fight. Rin becomes a demon, and then he is sent to go to the True Cross. And before the end of that, he ends up meeting someone who is a... I don't want to say she's apothecarious, but she's the granddaughter of a friend of the True Cross school. She makes potions for them, and she's been affected by a demon. So he saves her life, and now she's going to join the class with him. And maybe she's going to be a love interest, or maybe she's going to be the love interest of, of his brother. We're not sure, but she's like the female main character. And... Despite the fact this has some really cool connotations and does some really cool things, long story short, this is a shonen series. It is very well... I read up to five volumes. It's super watch, rinse, repeat. It's, oh no, bad guy shows up. He's going to try to do something. Oh, uh, don't let them see that you're a demon. Oh, but he's going to run away and then do that. Oh, they're going to find out that he's a demon. Oh, no, they're not. Yes, they are. Oh, here's the guy who's a complete jerk who's really good at his stuff, but he's still an asshole. Oh, no. And, oh, what about the main, the president of the school? Is he a good guy or is he a bad guy pretending to be a good guy? No, he's actually playing a, the long game that you don't know what's going on. And then what's going on with the brother? Why does the brother have a chip on his shoulder? Is that going to lead to something big later on? I don't know. It's very trope-heavy, super trope-heavy, and while there are some cool fight sequences and some great chapters and some really cool elements, this has been done before. It's been done better, and I said, and also I kind of had a bad experience with this, because the first time I watched this was years ago. I was watching on Netflix before I was going to work, and I was cooking food, and some oil I was using burnt my hand. And I don't mean burn like, oh, well, drop fell on me. I'm talking a significant amount of my hand got burned because of this series. Um, I have a, a permanent scar because of that. Because it wasn't, I wasn't paying attention, was watching the anime and cooking at the same time, whole thing. But it, it gives me kind of a little bit of a chip on my shoulder for this series. However, that should not have any context on my review. Um, but it's kind of, I, I do think about that when I think about the series. So, overall... Thinking about this, because Rin is just your typical, I'm loud and angry character. And Yushio is, oh, I'm the nice guy, but then turns out I'm completely an asshole behind doors. This is a crazy, this is a gift from a crazy Aunt Mira, our middle of the ground rating. It's okay, but forgettable. I'm going to forget this probably in a week, because there are other series that are better and more intriguing and engaging. Uh, yeah, that's my thoughts. If you've read this and you disagree with me, you can email me at zanspiker.com or better yet, join our discord at tinyurl.com forward slash spiral discord. Join and comment why you think this is a good series. Why you think, what am I missing from this series? What is different? Let me know what you think. Yeah, I just, I don't know. Something about it just rubs me the wrong way. I don't know. But anyway, uh, as usual, thank you guys for listening. We're almost done with the show, but check out, remember to like and subscribe the podcast, tell your friends about it, and let's actually get to the part which is a lot of fun, the manga releases for the week, and these are for February 9th, 2021. 
We have 12 new titles that came out, and two of them are interesting to me. We have A Tropic Fish Yearns for Snow, Volume 6, Adachi in Simamura, The Light Novel, Volume 4, Dear Virgulter, Volume 3, Disney Frozen 2, Even Though We're Adults, Volume 1, which I'm intrigued by, Full Metal Alchemist, Full Metal Edition, Volume 12, Hayata the Combat Butler, Volume 37, Comey Can't Communicate, Volume 11, Pokemon Adventure Collector's Edition, Volume 6, Saint Seiya, Saint the Show, Volume 12, The Apothecary Diaries, Volume 2, which is I'm totally excited for, and The Witch of the Beast, Volume 4. So as you can guess, Apothecary Diaries, and even though we're adults of the two that I'm really excited for, even though there's some great stuff this week, which are the ones that you're interested in? Let me know in the comments or email me personally. And so... Thank you guys for listening and staying around so long. Hope you guys have been enjoying this. If you have not checked any of the other episodes, we do have our archive, which talks about all the different podcasts that we've recorded since 2008 because we've been around for a while. We have 300 and... Sorry. We 300 405 different mangas we reviewed up to this point, and there are a lot of them. So check them out. The older ones, the audio isn't that great, and some statements were made when I was younger, not thinking as well, but it's still great chance. Definitely check it out. There's lots of great stuff. And with that in mind, since we're talking about old stuff, let's talk about the new things, because how are we going to decide what the manga I'm going to review in next week? Well, it's that time you've all been waiting for, and what am I talking about? I'm talking about that one, that only, the... Yes, friends, the Wheel of Manga, except no substitute. Now, what is the Wheel of Manga? The Wheel of Manga is a Wheel of Fortune with 10 slots on. What I've done is I've assigned a manga title to each of the 10 slots. So I'm going to use it on a spin, that one, that only, the Wheel of Manga. And whatever number it lands on, the manga associated with that number is the one I review in the next episode of the Spyrokin Manga Review, episode 407. And i got to admit, I'm excited because we've got some really cool stuff, and we got one which I'm kind of dreading because it is weird. So let's spin and see what we're going to review, shall we? Oh, this is actually a fan recommendation, as recommended by fan at Venja on the Discord site. I'm going to be reviewing the manga, I Want to Eat Your Pancreas. This is a very weird series, I know. I know there's a live-action series and a movie based on this, so well, we'll get to that in the next episode. And as usual, I gotta thank you for listening. I won't be doing this if it wasn't for you guys, and more importantly... I hope that you guys continue on this journey with me as I talk about so many manga and movies and TV shows and other things. I'm going to be doing this as long as I can because I love doing this and I love hearing your guys' reactions to it. So thank you. With that in mind, as usual, I've been your host, Zan. I'm Gonsville. I'll catch you guys next time and keep reading manga. See you later. Yeah, so it's all I got to say, oh, I'm no more black box. Just a little bit of a cold crack, you're a limit to life.